What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the overview number five. I'm Chan Man V, joined, of course, by my co-hosts, Fish Sticks and Shade. And we've got a... Hello, hello. <laughs> we've got our guest today, Stoop, from Team Envious. Hey. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, thank you. How's everyone? Good, good, man. So uh, I know you, you just... Yeah, it's still pretty new, right? You joining MVS. So how are you liking the new team? Uh, pretty well. I mean, like I've known a lot of these guys for a long time. Uh, Raz and Chump were kind of like the old, the old school OG guys, and I never really like actually played any games with them until after Nazgoth. But I met Matt and Tailspin in Nazgoth, and since then, uh, we've been friends and playing other games casually and competitively and stuff. So it's a pretty natural fit. Awesome, man. Shade, how you been doing? Good, a little rough with the support life lately, but you know, we're making it through, we're doing okay. I hear you, man, I totally hear you. We'll be talking about that definitely on the show. And Fish Sticks, you're definitely not at home. So you, you at Yeah, right I, I'm here at Twitch HQ right now because we're doing the 1pm time slot. Uh, I think it worked better for everybody's schedule and yeah. hopefully works a little bit better for some of the folks joining us on the West Coast and uh, east coast of the u.s maybe uh maybe you're out of the office by now but uh yeah i'm doing great a uh, little bit a little bit of the honeymoon phase with overwatch is going away a little bit so i'm not really? playing four or five hours a night <laughs> i'm only playing one or two hours a night um but still i can't like the game just being back makes my life better so i'm doing great yeah yeah two hours that's still good that's so good that's about what i ran i probably ever like two or three still a day but yeah today guys we're going to be talking about um the new patch you know it's been it's been like 10 days, I think, since our last episode. So the new we never got a chance to talk about just all the, the changes in the patch. Uh, so we'll, we'll go over that briefly. And then uh, a lot of other things still going, like uh, I see things that we're hoping that still get changed. So we'll mention some of those. Of course, the competitive scene. Esports is always going to be a very huge topic for us here on the overview. Talk about some events, just whatever the you know, just what the meta is, and even just some some huge topics that are going on even behind the scenes with a lot of the players and and organizers and things like that. And then at the end, guys, we'll do some Q and A as like like we always do. So tweet your questions to the Overview GG, and we'll try to ask as many as we can. Okay, let's start off with the patch. Uh, so the patch now it feels like it's been it feels like it's been like a month now since the new patch has come out. But um, why don't we just go over some of the things and I guess how how you or what what your reactions are to or what you think the results have been with the changes. Um, so let's start off with I guess the Torb and Bastion change, right? That was like the the, the big things and some of the nerfs that they did to both of those uh, both of those characters. We'll start off with Bastion. Steve, what, what do you think about Bastion? The the changes has is there any play in in the highest level right now with Bastion? Uh, actually, yeah, we've seen we've seen it used a couple of times in scrims uh, sparingly. Like there are a, <laughs> certain parts of certain maps where people will say, "Okay, you know, maybe a Bastion would work here," and then I never see it again. I think it's first point Dorado <laughs> and first point Watch Point Geralta, right? At first point, uh, yeah. It's just like, uh, I don't know, it it does stuff, but at the same time, if uh, it's just really easily countered. You know, you just have a turret sitting in one spot. You can easily avoid it if you know it's there. Uh, it could catch a team off guard at the, at first, and, uh, you know, it could buy them a, few, a, a little bit of time, but I don't know. It's still, he's still like a stationary target that you can just easily line of sight most of the time. Uh, I think if teams like build 
their comp around him, it could be useful. Like uh, I've seen mix up, put the Bastion on the card and like protect it with shields and, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I don't know. Other than that, it's like, it's fun in pubs and maybe every now and then and, and cop bring it out just to surprise your opponents. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Fish sticks. What do you think? What just do you think? There. About, what do you think about the change? Like, do you like the change? Well, yeah, I do. I like the change because it, it's a minor buff to the non-deployed version of Bastion. And I think really the one of the main reasons Bastion just isn't viable in comp is because of how immobile he is and how immobile he was. Yeah. So the fact that he's a little bit better when he's not deployed, I think, is a great change. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it, it makes it so he can pop and stop and, and get up and still and not be completely useless when he's in uh, the mobile form. So I think that's a great change. Um, I still think he's not that great uh, as a character, uh, but you know, uh, like Stoop said, you're going to see him pulled out when it's like a surprise. You know, that's that's when it's going to work is when the other team isn't expecting it or doesn't have a, a great idea on how to counter it. Uh, but but after it's been out for a little while, it's pretty easy to counter. Yeah. Shade, any any comments on Bastion? I mean, it's definitely the most fun thing to pocket right now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Oh my god! It's just a cis galore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can definitely see that. But yeah, I agree. It's definitely it, it's really great to see that mm. you know now out of turret form, he's like kind of just as strong, I guess, health wise as he is in turret. So it's not a huge problem to try and kill him anymore. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't know. I think it was kind of like a quality of life thing more than like a nerf or a buff. Yeah, it's definitely like really fun to actually play in pubs now because it's usable and it's not super annoying for the other team, you know, like to have a 3000 health or 2000 health shield in front of it. So you can't you have to use like a specific other class just to get around him and do damage to him. Mm -hmm. So it's not like as uh, as grief, uh, you know, it's it's actually fun to play and play against in pubs. But I think that's probably the best place for him is in pubs. I, yeah, I don't like like, you know. You know, maybe a surprise one every now and then in competitive play, just you know, for the hype. But I, it's not something I would like to see like all the time and have it be like a really strong thing. It's just not fun to deal with in a competitive setting. Yeah. Uh, same with like Torbjorn's regular turrets; they were really strong uh, and too good, probably in pubs. And it actually did have kind of a place, and I think I still see it every now and then in in scrims. Uh, on like defending first points and stuff. If you win that first point and you have a, a Symmetra and Torbjorn, then uh, you can really snowball the fights uh, afterward because you know your whole team gets armor, your whole, whole team has uh, has shields, and it's just really hard to break through all of that um, as an attacking team when the whole the rest of the team is already set up defensively and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you you brought up Torbjorn. Uh, Torbjorn. You know, got like a slight nerf, like to every little piece of Torbjorn, which was really good, given that I think the buffs were to every single thing before. Uh, so, what do you guys think of that? What do you think guys think of the Torbjorn? Was it just right? A little too much? A little too le little? Shade? Um, no, I think it's what was needed. Um, I, you know, his turret's a little bit strong, so you know, like especially kind of just. I see a Torbjorn and I'm like, oh, if I have a fair on my team, she just needs to like automatically switch. She right. flies in automatically, just gets sniped out of the air. It's like worse than playing against a Widowmaker with really good aim. You know, he just automatically locks onto you and you're just dead. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I think the fact that now it takes kind of the the point five seconds to lock to lock on a little bit helps. Yeah. 
I really no, like um, the. Go ahead, go fish. Ahead. No, no, you go, stoop. <laughs> if you insist. Uh, <laughs> I really like the uh, the way that they changed the way his gun works too. Uh, it's mm-hmm. less rate of fire, more dam. It is a lot of damage. Maybe a little too much. Some people think, but. Uh, I think it's headed in the right direction. That kind of change, like you, the, before, it was just really rapid fire, just spam, spam, spam. Just like I don't know, it didn't seem very skillful. Whereas now the the shots are slower, they count for more, uh, so you have to like pace them and actually land them for it to to be worthwhile. You can't just spam mm-hmm. right click in somebody's face and you know do a lot of damage. Well, and the fact that it takes to, yeah. like it charges his alt so fast now, like crazy. And the molten core is such a big thing. It's like. His ult is like they def. I, I think the buff was really solid, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I, I really like the buff. It's just like it. Uh, it still doesn't seem completely viable in competitive setting. Like I said, uh, every now and then you'll see it on defending a first point, which is fine. That's like probably exactly where I think it should be. And then, you know, in pubs, anyone can use it and still have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll have a hard time dealing with Molten Core playing against it, but at least he's usable as opposed to never being usable. Yeah. And uh, the turret nerf was good too. They realized that uh, the lock-on was too fast. You, there's literally nothing you can do to react to it. It's just instant aimbot. You know, that's not fun to play against. Some of the community videos with <laughs> with the turrets are are the funniest thing you'll see. Just like little slivers with tracers just running by and getting headshotted. Yeah. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, like Genji dashing across <laughs> like a doorway and it <laughs> still hits you. Right. Come on, man. Come on. Exactly. Something's got to counter that stupid hero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with both Torbjorn and Bastion, I think the discrepancy between high, like just the highest level and you know more of a, the low level casual players is the difficulties of designing that or making right. changes, right? And, and I feel like they did a good job with um, with both of them, right? They made it a little bit better for the casuals and the the lower skilled players because they're easier to kill. Like the turrets are, are much easier to kill now, so it's it's not like you have to coordinate. You have to have like a a six man team or even like a four man team just to coordinate to kill these these. You know, it's tr- entrenched areas, right, on either first objectives or even, like, last objectives on Hanamura. So, yeah, I really like the like the change that they made. Well, too. I mean, you think about Bastion, Torbjorn, or, like, even Symmetra on, like, first point defense Hollywood. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you even get yeah, through that doorway? True. <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Add a rat in there. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah. I do think that they need to take away the core off Bastion's back now that they've nerfed his hp as much as they have i don't think it's necessary anymore it just is kind of like a target on his back for reaper and tracer you can kill him just as easily just by hitting him in the face i i yeah. have so much fun playing genji versus bastion because <laughs> they, they always train on me after i do like one or two shuriken attacks and then i just reflect it all and they always oh, yeah. die to it man yeah. they can never react fast enough the worst kind of person yeah. Yeah. genji players <laughs> No, that they die instantly now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Genji's definitely the uh, the counter to it. No, the core on the back. I mean, was that ever useful? Like, because every time I see Bastion, they have their backs to a wall, so it was like it was never yeah. exposed for me. It really didn't seem like that useful against a good Bastion with like good reaction times, because now they can just turn three sixty degrees, and it's like the core doesn't even exist. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean. It was nice for when 
he had like 600 armor, some something ridiculous like that. But right now, it's probably not needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it just kind of nerfs players that are more casual and don't have as as good reaction times and can't you know turn their mouse uh, instantly to avoid being crit for three times damage in the back. You know, yeah, it just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. yeah. It makes him feel like he has 150 HP instead of like 300. Yeah, and 300's, you know, it's 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 not it's very much average. for him already. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty average hit point for a character. Okay, uh, Diva and May, they got some very minor buffs. Any impact with these buffs? Like you guys have noticed? And they're yeah, almost yeah, almost just nothing. Tiny. Yeah, just, they're just quality nothing. of life. <laughs> yeah, quality of life buffs. I think that's a good. good yeah. Yeah, we'll, Although we'll it is it. really funny to see because, yeah. like, with Zen being played so much. Like because of all of the mercy changes and everything like that, mm-hmm. you see Mayus just walk up and right click his head in the head, <laughs> and he just dies. It's probably the funniest thing I've seen in a really long time. Like it's hilarious. You just right click, and Zen just flops over. Is nothing you can do about it. Right. Yeah. So May, I, I know you guys have had some comments about May. Or at least the three of us have talked to May, about May a little bit. Uh, she need a little bit more buffs, you think, or um, is she in a good place right now? I don't know. It's the the real problem with May is that we can think of a lot of good places for her to be like very very useful and annoying for the other team. But it's like, what do you drop in your lineup to pick up a May? You know, it's like, what is there? Like, she's really good and like her utility is really nice. But it's just that right now you can't like give up any of the slots that you currently are using for a May, like the two tank slots is the only thing that I could think of. If you take a DPS out, then you only have like one DPS uh, or, or, you know, if you take a support out, it's it really gimps your team. And right now, like the tanks are pretty much just Reinhardt, Winston. Uh, and every now and then, you know, you'll put a, pull a diva out, a road dog out, but it's like never a May. So mm-hmm. she... I think if they if they helped her out a little bit by maybe like expanding her left click so it was more cone like instead of just a straight line, there might be a spot for her where you're running like three DPS, one tank, two healers. So like her damage is still significant if they I mean, like I said, if they upped it so that her damage was a little bit more and then made her left click so it was more cone like, then you wouldn't really be losing out on that much DPS. And you'd be giving your team a lot of utility, especially on Koth maps. Um, like, she can actually just wall off one yeah, side of a Koth map that. completely. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, her ult covers the entire, the entire capture Nepal, point area Especially the anyways. first, yeah, stage one of Nepal is just yeah. round one, I mean. Most yeah. of them, I think, have, like, an open area, except for, I think, stage two Lijiang Tower. Mm-hmm. Is, like, a, kind of a circle with a thing in the middle of it. But, I mean, I think that's definitely, if she had some quality of life changes to her... That kind of just upped her DPS and maybe her survivability a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would definitely be a place for her. Isn't kind of like the one tank three DPS to support. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll hold hold to what I said last week. Uh, that I think May no one is good with the ice wall yet. Like there isn't yeah. anyone who's good enough with the ice wall to make it like really valuable. Obviously, it can be if it's used in the right situation, but it's so extremely situational that. It's like it's going to be a while, I think, until people really start using it well. I can't wait until they do, though. I mean, the moment someone pops up a, a, a May Ice Wall, traps a bunch of people in, and there's like a Pharah alt or something like that to follow up, yep, yep. I'm going to lose my shit as a caster. I'm going to go <laughs> crazy. I um, think the funniest thing is when you see a May wall herself into a corner and just yeah. like stay there and try to like survive the extra long. Actually, but, uh, 
we a tailspin is pretty good with that kind of stuff to be honest and w- when we pl- we like had to practice capture point maps last uh last phase or something for for one of the tournaments and um i'm pretty sure they used may and like the strat was on defense they'd have a may and then whichever way that the team decided to go he would just wall off that side and you know it, mm-hmm. they would have to go all the way around to the other side of the point and then no matter what they had to come to the point. So May would always be useful, right? But in most other situations, in like in the payload maps or the Koth maps, maybe not so much the Koth maps, but uh, in payload at least, it's really easy to just avoid a May, right? Mm-hmm. Her range is really short. Yeah, she's really yeah. annoying. But for the most part, like the priority targets that you want to kill, they can just avoid May and survive. Um, but on a capture point map, they have to come to the point. You're a May sitting there. You freeze them. You put a wall down in a quarter, like you were saying, and once the wall uh, dissipates, you you freeze yourself, and you're still you're still contesting the point. And then once your freeze is over, you just put <laughs> another nasty. wall back up, and you're in the corner. That's just nasty. Yeah, <laughs> I could see yeah. some merit to it there. Right? Like the, the amount of time you can pull for your team to try and get things going yeah. is forget a teleporter, just useful. have a may in the corner, <laughs> just surviving mm-hmm. for a good minute. Yeah, or a may and a teleporter, you know. But I don't think it would take, I really don't seconds. think it would take much to make her a little bit more viable. Just like increase yeah. the yeah. increase the width of her left click, maybe the range by a little bit, so she doesn't feel like she has to be melee all the time. Yeah, um, but honestly, bit, yeah, maybe I, she I, is I, really I viable. Yeah, yeah. I think that she has a place. On, I really feel like she yeah. has a place on cough maps. I just don't oh, think that people sure, are good yeah. enough with her yet. Cough for sure. To really make it a thing. For sure. I would hate to but, watch. I would hate to watch games where it's just like the archway on on uh, Nepal, like on on round one, is just ice walled over and over and over, and people are just sitting there bashing on the wall. That I don't know how fun that would be to watch, but it seems like it would be quite viable. Um, but to Ben's to Ben's uh, point about just uh, some of the playmaking that's possible and some of the excitement that might be uh, just from a viewing experience that that could be you know there, I, I think that's where I'm, I get pretty excited about May and maybe the future of it and that she needs yeah. to be viable. There's not many characters that do that, right? <clears throat> There's not very many characters no, that redirect uh, people. So she's she's honestly my favorite character to play in pubs, but I, I just she's do so, terribly with her every Kappa. time. She's Kappa. Yeah, I, I do so bad, but form. it's just funny and fun and everything about it. I love, like, yeah. I, I think I saw, like, a video or a gif in the last phase of the beta of a May Ice Wall being comboed with the Roadhog ult, which, like, always pushes people too far away to do damage, but if you can oh, pin them against know. a wall, it actually does a crazy amount of damage. <laughs> and, like, that kind of synergy is really hard to plan, but I think we're going to get to the point where we see that. Uh, but I, I will agree with Shade as well as Saiku in the chat. Um, I've been saying this for like the last week or two. I'd love to see her left click just do more AOE. Like I think she's she's interesting as a crowd control hero. I, I'd love to see like a slight buff to that. Complete yeah. utility. She's really good. You know what I still that. haven't seen is I haven't seen like a Bastion or a turret just raised up into the air by the wall you know that sort of play we haven't even seen much of that. i mean even trying to get bashed into like really cool locations that he yeah. wouldn't normally be able yeah. to get to just by like popping them up in the air would yeah, be or really even fun. A, a sniper or hanzo or somebody right just in in a, yeah. a different spot would be kind of cool too or another utility for the wall okay so i saved this one for the, for the end which was the mercy the mercy change uh it's it's still the same. I mean, even though you know, even though they, uh, Ka- Jeff, Jeff Kaplan said that they're likely to revert it, but you know, Mercy obviously can't, you know, can't jump to ally. You know, I forgot what they call it the orbs, the orbs that the allies would leave whenever they they died. 
you can't jump to the the spots, which made a lot of sense because you could just use the alt, right? I mean, it was very synergistic with the alt. It was uh, a positioning thing. Yeah, totally a positioning thing. So Shade, I know you have a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of thoughts on this. In fact, you know the Reddit post I think was a great. A source of feedback, probably for the Blizzard team. So why don't you it was a Reddit post, and it was a beta forum post. It was, yes, there was two of them, of them together. Both of them. I was very uh, basically as soon as I read the patch notes and saw that that happened, I freaked out immediately, and I was like, <laughs> "I can't believe this is happening!" I completely lost it. Like writing in a million chats and like talking to like everyone that would listen to me about it. I was like, "I can't believe they did this." It was the only thing that saved her even remotely from the 15 range that they put her alt down to like it was that was the saving grace was being able to jump to dead allies and res them from there so Mm -hmm. as soon as i saw it i just freaked out (laughs) i was like this cannot be happening this cannot stay like please revert it Um, you know as disappointed as you were with this change i'm equally as stoked about the fact that they literally responded Mm-hmm. Within a couple of hours, it was like, yeah, the the, cha- the patch notes uh, came out. Uh, I think we're they had this- to though. I was yeah. I actually tweeted it to them every hour sure. for four hours. So <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, be be the squeaky wheel. That's the take home message here. No, but seriously, like I've said this in previous shows, and I try not to fanboy too hard because we do have to be critical of Blizzard as well. But the fact that they are so agile to respond to this and say, you know, Jeff's response uh, in in the BattleNet post you made was. We did not this intend this intend for this to be uh, a nerf to Mercy. We only made this change because we saw a whole bunch mm-hmm. of people saying the same thing that they're accidentally accidentally cool, flying I'm the bodies. Still looking for, well, by the way, yeah. If you're out there, I've never and seen you that. So they're like, change. okay, clearly we overestimated how big an issue this was. This is not intended to be a nerf. Yeah, we're probably going to revert it. And just seeing that so quickly was was awesome. Yeah, I mean, the reasoning, if people didn't see it, the reasoning they gave was just there, there were people misclicking or having troubles, you know, trying to, to target the right thing. And for me, it was just a matter of time. And people get used to things like that. That, that doesn't seem to be a very problematic thing, you know, with, for, in the long run. So, yeah, well, I'm like, point, I get that it's not to... the most perfect targeting system in the world. Like, mm-hmm. we all know that the targeting system in Overwatch could probably use a little bit of work. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been playing Zenyatta and the E target on someone takes up their entire character model, so I can't even see who I'm aiming at. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, it's stuff like that. It's a problem. We get that. But to say that you were accidentally Mercy Guardian Angeling someone that's dead on accident, like, hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, Mercy, you know, definitely Mercy needs some love. It, again, it hasn't been reverted quite yet, so I guess they're just waiting to batch a you know, just some more changes in. Um, I'm sure they don't want to release stuff like every other day and that sort of thing. So hopefully in the next one, we will see that change. Um, okay, uh, the next thing we should talk about, I guess, how about some things that, that we'd like to see changed or maybe even some bugs that we've seen, but mostly things that we still think need need to be changed. And one of those things I think are, are support XP. I, I think we mentioned it last episode and seems to still be an issue. Uh, any thoughts on that, Shade? Additional thoughts? Still sucks. <laughs> still sucks. Yeah, it still does suck. It, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. There's not Although, a lot of incentive. Zenyatta has for become them. way more fun to play now that I know I can get gold medals with him. Yeah, I mean, nobody plays Mercy anymore. Time. Like, I got I, a gold medal for DPS last night, and I was like, this yeah. is support life now. <laughs> this, is, this is what we are. 
Dude, that's what we used to always do, Shade, when we were playing pre pre. I know, pre but it didn't matter right? as much before. Like yeah. getting a gold medal didn't matter as much before because it wasn't like, oh, this is going to affect my XP. Like I'm level seventy nine, I'm almost level eighty, yeah. and I would have got level eighty off of the last game I played if yeah. I had a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, I've seen, I've rarely seen Mercies just in, in all the games that I've played since the, the change. and I'm the only one I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll jump on it every once in a while, but yeah, there's just no incentive. It's like all Zens and Lucio's and Symmetra's at this point, and it's very noticeable. It's it's very, very clear, and they got to they gotta change something. It's When XP is the issue, there's a, it's not even a gameplay issue. It's it's actually a progression thing. It's That's where it's Yeah, it's a bugged it progression to system, basically. Yeah, totally. Ben, any thoughts on this or fish sticks? Uh, not not in particular. <laughs> he <laughs> plays Genji. He gets he gold medals. Hey, he's <laughs> the worst kind of person. Support. Get out exactly. of here. <laughs> I play a, a li- large variety of heroes. Okay, Genji. Mercy, right? Do they include support? Just though? not Mercy. Genji not and mercy. Tracer. <laughs> no, I play lots of Lucio. Okay, Lucio. Yeah, Lucio is really fun. Plays play. DPS Lucio, where he only uses speed boost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, I still play Lucio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stoop, any any things you'd like to see change? You know, not necessarily like balance wise, but you know, interface UI wise or progression. Um. Yeah, progression wise, like you guys were just saying, there's not really a whole lot of incentive to be a good support. There's no medals for like. Well, there's healing done, like percentage of healing done to your team and stuff, but it's like one card. There's no. You, gold medals or anything like that you can get from it um so it kind of gimps like just anyone that wants to play support and it kind of makes them shy away from doing it if they want to progress quickly uh they kind of like are forced into playing tank roles or, or dps roles and just getting gold medals and yeah do you find the problem still exists i mean i guess not winston because he's ridiculously overpowered and does a million damage without having to aim but i mean like with reinhardt do you find you have the same problem if you play reinhardt and you don't really see anything at the end of your screen no actually reinhardt uh is pretty good if you if you can have a team that supports him when he goes in uh he does a lot of damage actually in a lot of our scrims i'll end up getting like second or first place damage sometimes even uh, oh, wow. But it's like, yeah, it's hit or miss, though. It's like either mm. I go in and everyone supports me and we win the fight really hard and I do a lot of damage or, like, I just get rolled over and die and do nothing. Um, Reinhardt is okay, I think. Yeah. Um, he gets objective yeah. time a lot, too, just in just, st- That's just true. average, you know. So there at least is... He's, like, always on fire just from sitting on My screen is just all zero. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Is he, is he really? Is he always on fire because of that? I didn't even notice that. If that's the, if I mean, you know, not always, but he's on the card a lot. So, yeah, yeah it, it gives him on fire pretty easily. Can you imagine if holding up Reinhardt's shield made you on fire? Jeez. You just would always be on fire. Give yeah, pretty much. Give me toggle for that. <laughs> so I don't have to hold that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You have to, like, hold down right click, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Hey, what do you Still, th- but, yeah. hey, what do you guys think about the whole gold medal card thing? You know the oh, yeah. you, you know the card. Yeah, so this uh, person got five medals and two of them were gold. You were you were talking right. about this the other day, and I didn't know what you're talking about, but I actually saw it last night oh, where someone got the card for having one gold medal, where another person had four, three or four gold medals, and I'm like, 
all the time, okay. dude. All the time yeah. that happens to me. So that's obviously a bug or an error. A cool card. Intended. It, it's got to be, right? It's just funny. Yeah. It, like I said last night, it reminds me of the teleporter pads destroyed card. Like, you just <laughs> see it and you're like, ha, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, Yeah, the value yeah. system for, you know, those type of achievements, I think, are a little bit off. But the gold one is messed up. I mean, they need to fix that one. Uh, I, I think the card is cool. You know, if somebody gets five or four, mm-hmm. then they deserve one. But... I get one. I was telling Shaden fish sticks last night. I get one, like fifty percent. There's a guy with one gold card, fifty percent of my games, which is crazy. It's just that's definitely. You just gotta get I more mean, medals, Chandler. speaking, <laughs> I get more medals than one gold. Somebody's gonna get the gold <laughs> medals, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna get, or yeah, somebody's gonna yeah. get at least one gold medal or five. I don't know if it's worth like having a card unless yeah. someone gets like two plus gold medals yeah. or maybe three gold medals. Otherwise it's like, obviously someone's going to get gold medal. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that card as often as I think champion says he yeah. does. Well, but... I, I see it a lot in pubs for sure. It's, 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 it's astounding. It it's, it's actually astounding how many times I see it. So I don't know what the algorithm is for it, but it, it's definitely off. It's something they want to, they, they want to take a look at for sure. Um, anything else? Uh, oh, I have this thing down too for death replays. Um, I get confused sometimes, especially on like King of the Hill maps with the, the objective meter because on the replays, it shows what the objective meter was during that time in the game, like when you die. And then, so sometimes it says like right. 90% and then all of a sudden the game just ended like in front of me. That's one of the reasons why I think most competitive players just have that feature turned off the death cam. Oh, okay. Uh, right. yeah, they just want to see. Uh, like what's going on in the field at the time when they die so that they can make, you know, uh, useful, informative calls rather than seeing, oh, I died in this really stupid mm. way. Okay. And then, you know, not being able to see the current uh, uh, real-time, like, objective meter and what's going on in, in the kill feed. Because the death game also replicates the kill feed yep, of yep. the time where you died. So, yeah, yeah, it's just not useful information. I so like leaving it on I so that I can see the roadhog hook that went through a wall in order to hook me. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I'm playing around in pubs yeah. and stuff, sometimes it's funny. The main it's thing fun I to see actually kind of use stuff. it for is just to see, like, the percentage of the person's ultimate that killed me. Um, and then I'll yeah, just usually hit useful. escape afterwards yeah. because I find that, that is, pretty that useful. That is one thing that's pretty useful, that yeah. Nice. So mm-hmm. I'll just see that and then click escape and watch mm-hmm. what's going on currently in the game. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't we start talking about some of the competitive events that's, that have been going on. Uh, there have been a lot of them. <laughs> uh, it's pretty hard to go through all of them, but Fishsticks, why don't you you kind of take the lead on this one? Sure. So every week we have two more Ghost of Gamers tournaments and actually a handful of others. Uh, right now there's basically like 15, 16, 17 hours of tournament coverage, like almost Saturday and Sunday every weekend, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I, I did want to talk about some of the results for a second here, um, last week we were we're talking about the fact that the European team, excuse me, the European scene has about four or five teams that all compete at a similar level. We'll make that six uh, because <laughs> G2, after not really showing up in any of the previous tournaments, ends up winning the Ghost of Gamers European Weekly on Saturday. Um, kind of an upset there over Reunited G- GG, aka the old Fnatic team. So now you've basically got five or six. European teams all kind of trading. One week, one of them wins. The, the next week, the other one will win. Um, well, important well, to note. With that important tournament, to note, Fish Sticks, with that tournament, yeah. what, were all the good European teams playing in that one? No. Yeah. So, uh, so, they were not all yeah. playing in this one. Uh, we didn't have IDDQD. Yeah. We didn't have Eccentric. 
Um, it was basically Reunited GG and G2 were like the top two. Yeah. See, what's going to um, happen is that whatever team has Pluppy that week is going to win. <laughs> yeah, you just took, and took it out of my mouth. And then he to another team, and the week after that, no, that it, team's going to win. It's actually yeah, true. It's totally I was just true. about to say that. Uh, G2 <laughs> was playing with Tvik, a.k.a. Pluppy. Yeah. Who, if you've been following the scene even loosely over the last couple of weeks, you've been seeing bicycle. he's playing for a different team every single uh, every single tournament. He's playing for, it, last week. He played in for two different teams in a weekend. Uh, so Pluppy's kind of like just trying out, I guess, right now for like every team at once, except Envious hasn't played for Envious yet. Still waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Pluppy and G two wins. So now there's a sixth top European team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. When G2 won that uh, tournament, Pluppy was playing with them, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, something to think about. And then the week about. before that, it was Eccentric, and he was playing with them at the time. Oh, what do you know? Yes. Yep. And uh, <laughs> when he played with IDDQD, he, they, they won. Yeah. Hey, so... that's right. Common denominator there. <laughs> he's pretty uh, good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Did um, you guys get a chance think... to watch these games at all? I watched, it. I watched a few um, of them. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, I think he's probably going to end up just sticking like with played. whichever team is on top. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, I'm guessing that's that's probably what he's doing. Um, I don't even yeah. any indication as to when he's going to make a decision because... Uh, right now he's been screaming a lot with uh, IDDQD yeah. because um, it seems like they're probably the top team in Europe right now, mm-hmm. probably by far. Yeah. Um, I see the oh, really? Scrim Fnatic and, uh, or I mean Reunited, sorry, and uh, they their Scrims versus them are like either, you know, the common trend where either Reunited does well and like they put up a good fight or they just get straight up rolled over. But um, IDDQD seems pretty consistent uh, in their in their play. Yeah, they're looking really strong, and they, dude, they just came out of nowhere. They they were previously known as the Hulktastic mix before, <laughs> yeah. and they kept like turning heads. It kept being like, "Whoa, they made it really far in this tournament again." So eventually, it's like, "Okay, we have to legitimately call them a top team." Change names to ID, IDDQD for who knows what reason. Bring on Pluppy, uh, and yeah, they're definitely looking like one of the top teams in Europe for Isn't sure. That a Quake cheat uh-huh. code. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a Doom or a Quake or something cheat oh, code. Oh, I'm not on. old school enough. Ben, you don't really? You didn't know that? No, oh, I thought. Come on, I mean, I I totally knew yeah, that. How did I know that? <laughs> and you didn't what? <laughs> no, it's like IDDQD. I was playing Tribes. Okay, I uh, I didn't touch Doom or Quake until <laughs> like two thousand nine or something like that. Two thousand seven. Yeah, they're so they're they're definitely the hottest team right now. Whenever they play, I mean, yeah. they they won the last what, two events they've played, I believe. IDQD. I don't know. Let's check. Go to Gamers Overwatch. Yeah, let's go to Go to Gamer. Go to Gamer Overwatch. That's true. I well, think that's their own well, system, right? Like their own point system. Yeah. So it, it might not actually yeah, reflect. Yeah, I think, it I think they track itself, matches. And, yeah, I think they track all the stuff. I think. Oh, do they? I don't okay. Know. The ranking system, yeah, should I, I believe it tracks uh, it it tracks all the events in the in the community. All right, looking here. Oh, okay, it's. Oh, the results are. I can't really tell who wins. Oh, actually, they just showed who went, won and lost in this in this little chart here on Ghost Two Game. Actually, if yet. you if you scroll down, you can see recent performance, and it shows all the matches they've played recently. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty definitely nice. Yeah, check that out too, guys. They have a nice nice site right now, or at least it seems to be um, 
if there is a community site, it seems to go to gamers is, is the one right now. Uh, but how about NA? What's going on in NA right now? What's going on in NA? Well, yeah. I mean, we should definitely <laughs> turn the table leader? to Stoop in a second here. Yeah. Uh, but we did have Envy, of course, the team that was dominant in the previous phase of the beta, winning five out of the six tournaments that they played in, six out of the seven, one of the two. Uh, they came back in their first performance ever in the in this phase of the beta, mm -hmm. and of course they ended up winning. However, it was very very close. It was a three to two grand finals mm -hmm. that looked like it could have gone either way. Uh, I was shaking in my boots watching it, um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean first like we can just turn to Stoop now, and uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that grand finals against Google Me? Sure, um, Google Me is a team that consists of a lot of players that uh, a few of them have been playing together for a long time. I know sure for tech uh, and I think Reaver uh, were playing for together for a long time in other games too. And um, they're definitely like looking to make a roster to win, right? Uh, they're not just sticking with whoever is their, their best friend or whatever they, they want to win. And uh, they put up a really good fight right now where we've been scrimming them and uh, they, they're probably the best, if not the second best team right now. Um, mix up is like they're up there and they beat us sometimes. We beat them usually, but it's like they don't seem nearly as as coordinated um, as as Google Me right now. And um, it really showed in in the tournament. Uh, obviously, in Numbani, we kind of misplayed. The, that first map and and got rolled. We got snowballed because because uh, of the way that the the alt uh, system is working right now. It's it's it really snowballs people for for winning fights. Like the first fight means that the, they've built up so many more ultimates for the next several fights. Uh, it's really hard to come back from. But uh, the second time we played Nubani, obviously we had our plan in mind and we actually executed it well. And and that showed. As far as the other maps. Um, I don't know. They're just really strong. Their their strength comes mainly from their Genji player, which is Shrefor, and uh, they play around him really well to make sure that uh, he succeeds. And we also use Genji, but not quite as much. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of were forced to use him uh, to do well. Obviously, we also were forced to use double monkeys and <laughs> this other stuff that's been tried out because it just seemed really strong. And, uh, you know, if it's strong, we use it. But with the exception yeah. of Genji half the time. <laughs> well, we should talk about this uh, this meta shift uh, <clears throat> that we saw this, this weekend. It was quite striking. I was casting the matches, and uh, Shade had actually mentioned to me earlier in the week mm -hmm. that there's this new strategy that was kind of emerging of two Winstons two Reapers, maybe two Lucios as well, um, which is basically what we ended up seeing. Like the top, like the semifinals and the finals of North America, almost every team on almost every match played two Winstons, two Reapers, and Lucio Zen or double Lucio. Um, so basically within the course of one week, this meta kind of spread like a virus to all of the top <laughs> North American teams to the point where they were all just kind of doing it no matter what the circumstance was. Uh, so it was one of the most difficult tournaments to cast actually by far uh so far it was super super hard to cast like winston's shocking each other reapers coming in from the side flanking getting some kills and wraith walking out like it was really hard to follow the action um 
and it was it was a huge shift in the meta where we used to see Reinhardt's like every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, in, earlier in the beta, in the previous phase of the beta, we used to see Pharah all the time. She was barely used in this tournament. Uh, we we've ne- you know Reaper wasn't really considered one of the strongest DPS. It was like McCree, Genji, Pharah uh, in the previous phase of the beta. So this was like a huge shift uh, and kind of concerning. It brought up some issues that that have been. Uh, hotly contested in the private Discord channels and <laughs> on the forums and all that stuff. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot to talk about with this this new meta and the, uh, and what's happened this week to counter it as well. I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in. Yeah, the monkey time was was definitely a big topic this uh, this weekend. From like you said, from, I think it was a combination of things, right? It's obviously from the meta standpoint, but also production. I mean, like you said, you know, you were talking about from the standpoint of casting, even as a, a, a spectator, it was definitely harder to follow everything with Winston's just jumping everywhere and just following that point of view. So um, it was, I, I think that, that was a little startling. It's a lot different watching that sort of, you know, jumping everywhere and just the cameras just constantly moving. Uh, so one thing I would point out, at least from a production standpoint, is that I think production teams should should evaluate whether it's worth going POVs on, on Winston, you know, and, and, and having the cameras jolt like that. Uh, but overall, yeah, Stoop, what do you think of the whole meta, like uh, going to that type of composition? Fun? Uh, is it, is it, is it... I mean, you're playing an FPS game. Yeah. You want to aim, it's definitely not, not <laughs> that fun to play. Like, we really... I think the initial emergence of this of this comp was due to... Uh, countering Genji, it was trying to counter Genji, right? Mm. Uh, right now, since Mercy is definitely out of favor, the hands down best combo to use right now is a Genji with Zenyatta and Healing Orb. Uh, and it's just so hard to deal with. Like, you have to dedicate so many resources just to to kill the Genji, if not just keep him away. Most of the times, you can't even kill him. So, the whole idea of this comp was okay, two monkeys, two Reapers. We're just gonna jump on the cart, kill everyone on the cart before the Genji has any time to really do anything. And um, yeah, that was that was kind of the whole point. That's why we used it uh, in the first place. And you know, we we found that it was also strong if you used a Zenyatta and a Genji on the comp. So uh, we tried it with that. We tried it with a Mercy Fera combo, um, and it just seemed to work with everything that we tried, and it worked. So we used it. But um, that's not to say that. It's not counterable because right now we are scrimming these European teams who are using Junkrat and um, other other things, okay. other tactics. Not even just you know straight up hard counters or whatever. They just play better. They play differently. They play around the Winston's. You know they they know that the Winston's uh, shields are are finite. Right? They can kill them really easily. It's pretty easy to just avoid. Um, the strength that uh, comes from using that comp is fighting in the Winston shields. If you don't fight in the Winston shields, their shields are down, and you can re-engage on them. They have no other, no other form of defense, right? Um, yeah, it's definitely not a, this overpowered god combo. It's just really good against a Genji, and so they just stop running Genji. They use Junkrat, and they spam from far away, and they engage where when our shields were down, and it works. So, uh, yeah, people just need to think a little more about how to play against these kinds of combos when they emerge. It's not like impossible, you know, it <laughs> figured it out like three days ago. It's not like, uh, yeah. you know, it's going to be the best thing forever. That doesn't mean we need hero limits okay, in the so, game. Yeah. Yeah, so the, 
So the under the undertone there, ourselves. guys. Yeah, the undertone, guys, is that there was this huge discussion that was going on, kind of behind the scenes with players and even some, maybe some organizers too, is that um, you know just seeing the double, you know, whatever, double Winston's or double Reapers or whatever. Like, should we have one, you know, just a limit of of one character? Or, or type of character per team, right? And just not having the the doubles and things like that. And a lot of the players, or at least a, at least a lot of players in this Discord that we have, uh, were agreeing with that. They th- they thought that there there needed to be. And the obviously the opposite point of view was just that you know you haven't even spent time trying to figure out a counter to it or even trying to problem solve it. And and um, you know this kind of goes down a, a rabbit hole, or, or at least goes goes down a, a way of thinking that might be. You know, unhealthy, right? For a game that's in its beta and just starting. So, Shade, you wanna you wanna comment on this? Yes, I do. <laughs> Definitely, Shade. What's I feel very strongly. Tell us how about you this. really feel. I feel very strongly about this, and I feel like there's so much that goes into like balancing a game and having a game like this, where it's you can have multiple heroes. Like, there's hasn't really been like. I mean, I guess there's other FPS games that allow you to play multiple of the same thing. But, like, as far as esports, like, really big esports games are concerned, it's like you play League of Legends and it's like, oh, you know, like, you can have one thing. Like, if someone else wants to play that here, that champion, you can't play it. Right. It's the same thing, like, other mm-hmm. Blizzard games, same thing. You can't have, like, multiple of the same thing. So this is kind of a new thing a little bit where it's like, oh, I could just run double this, double this, and double this, and I just win everything. You know what I mean? Like, people need to take a step back and say maybe i don't need to introduce something crazy like a hero limit and maybe i just need to take time to figure out what counters this so like there is a counter to double winston double lucio double reaper it exists people just need to take the time to find out what that counter is and then start running it to break that meta there's meta breakers and meta starters all the time mm-hmm. literally all the yeah. time that's why I, I that's totally where agree. this came from and yeah. I think as it's our job as people in a beta to not start reinforcing <laughs> things that change the game on our own and give feedback to Blizzard by saying, this is what needs to change about this OP combo. Balance it. If you don't balance it, we're mm-hmm. going to do something on our own. It's a drastic measure to take Last after measure. we've yeah. already, right. Mm-hmm. After Last we've already given our feedback. Yep. Yeah, I think the the really important thing to take home from this is we don't understand this game yet. We don't know what all the right builds and all the right comps are going to be. We're not going to know that for a very, very long time, and it's going to continue to change throughout the years. Um, We're going to get more heroes, we're going to get more patches, but beyond all that, just with what we have today, with the characters we have today, like the, the competitive scene is just barely chipping at the surface of, I think, where we're going to be a year or two or three down the road. Um, so yeah, I, casting it, I felt like I, it felt terrible. Like it didn't feel good at all. Casting that comp, it didn't look like you guys were having a ton of fun with it either. And then, then all of a sudden there's all this negativity swirling around. Oh, we need to impl- implement hero limits. We need to do this. We need to do that. Two days later, the counter is found, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I hesitate to say the counter, but this idea of like, oh wait, you can actually destroy Winston's shields. It doesn't take that long if your if your whole team is focusing on a shield to just break it. You can destroy that thing in like a second. Uh, Junkrat uh, is a character that people were saying is near useless in competitive play. 
and in pubs, like people saying Junkrat is terrible. All of a sudden, Junkrat has a new purpose in life, um, which I thought was like super exciting. Like I was watching Pluppy, or maybe it was Taimu, Timothy, Lol on Twitch, uh, scrimming against you guys, Envy, um, and they were bringing out the Junkrat, and it was very effective against the double Winston strategy. So I think we learned that no no tier list is set in stone. We know very little right now. Compositions are going to change and evolve over time. And just to comment on the max one one hero per team limit uh, discussion, you know, I'm I come from FPS games that FPS competitive FPS communities where almost every single time there was a comp mod that drastically changed the game for our liking. That is not the ideal scenario. You don't want that in any shape or form if you can possibly avoid it. And a lot of the TF2 guys bring this up as well. You know, the, some of the class restrictions in TF2, they say the reason TF2 com- competitive didn't grow is because competitive TF2 looked completely different to pub TF2. So my point is, I come from a position where it's like, yes, we should have one character limit on the table, but as like a completely last resort that we go to mm-hmm. only... Only if the meta becomes so stale and so boring that we think it's like absolutely necessary. Yeah, this should have but, been a response to a strategy being so dominant that it's unfixable for months of tournaments. Not literally one yeah. weekend happens where a comp is played and it's like, oh, this is boring to cast and not fun to watch. But, you know, it's the yeah. meta. It's like, no, watch that for a month straight with no help from Blizzard whatsoever. And then we can talk about that being a thing. Yeah, of soup. I mean, as a player, isn't this part of the fun part of, you know, problem solving these type of th- things as a team, like trying to figure out how to counter things or, you know, if there is somebody that seems to have your number, trying to figure out how to how to beat that, you know, and, and coming up with the right yeah. positions. I mean, that's that's part of being a player, right? And a team. I mean, like I said, the only reason that uh, this comp was even like good was because people ran Genji all the time. Mm-hmm. And that just means that Genji is really strong. You know, it, not this specific comp, but people stop using Genji. They try to start, uh, start using a comp that counters this comp and they do it. It's like, it's, it's just how the game is. You know, you don't need this one hero rule limit. Um, a lot of people argue that the one hero rule will uh, make do for like more creative comps. Uh, whereas, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I, down the line when there's like 50 or 60 different heroes to choose from, maybe because down the, you know, at that point there probably will be some heroes where like they're just really strong and you probably wouldn't want to run a comp without them and uh yeah, maybe. You, you don't you can kind of like just use that one and then another one that isn't as strong that complements it really well or maybe find a combination of two other heroes that complement each other really well even though they're not very good individually mm-hmm. etc and um it's like if uh, if one hero is really strong and there's tons of heroes to choose from and you only want to pick that hero and you can hit pick it twice then yeah people will do it maybe then you need a one hero comp and right now there's just not that variety so it's mm-hmm. probably better to be able to pick whatever you want however many times you want and create all these creative comps to counter the other comps that are really strong. It's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's part of the game. It's part of how Blizzard wants the game to be. I don't see them changing it because, like I said, it's just part of the philosophy of the the game being focused on heroes and being able to play whatever you want, mm-hmm. uh, whenever you want. Well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, let's get more, like, there's 
two, three, maybe three heroes in the game that can heal. That's a big one, too. Like, one yeah. of them can solo heal. Lucio can solo heal in a game. That's it. I mean, you could probably solo heal with Mercy, but you won't be getting as much out of it as you could if you were solo healing with Lucio. Yeah. Like, introducing hero limits into the game, not a good idea when that's a thing. Here's what's going to happen if there's a hero limit, right now at least. Uh, it's just going to be Lucio Zenyatta 100% of the time. Maybe every now and then you'll see a Mercy Farah combo. But right now, with uh, Soldier being buffed and Zenyatta being really good and Genji being really good, you're pretty much always going to see just a Genji Zenyatta. And that still um, goes then back to the same problem where it's like you're seeing the same thing all the time. Exactly. It's the, it's kind of, it doesn't you know, solve it's, anything. Yeah, it's like the the argument that people are using, it just goes back on them because it's just going to be Zen Zenyatta Genji like almost all the time. There's not going to be any comp like the double Winston or whatever to counter it. So you have yeah. to just run it yourself. I mean, you have less combinations of possible solutions too. Yeah. You know, when you, when you r give that limitation. And I don't know, for me, it's just like, hey guys, just, just let's just give Jeff and the design team a chance, right? Ideally... You know, having doubles, uh, you know, or ideally down the road, you know, hopefully that we won't have characters that are just like so OP or whatever that, right. that we'll run a run, you know, we'll want to run two or three of them and that sort of thing. So let's let's let them let's let them get to that or let let the game get to that point or not get to that point and hopefully the design team will will create a perfect game and that that will never be an issue and then we'll just have just all these these things to choose from. And, and come up with all kinds of crazy solutions and things like that. I mean, I don't even think we were to the point yet. I mean, you can you can tell me you're not, Stoop. We're, um, you know, you were mentioning Bastion, right? I mean, maybe Bastion's just good, you know, just in, in first, uh, you know, objective points and things like that. We're, we're, I don't see, like, crazy, crazy comp switches regularly within, you know, games yet. And maybe that's, you know, in the future, that could be what Overwatch is. You know, we, we need as many tools as we can that are, that are adapted to the maps. And just because Blizzard puts something in the game mm -hmm. that allows you to do a specific thing doesn't mean that they're like, do this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's an ability to turn off cooldowns in the game. Are we supposed to now play tournaments with, like, no cooldowns? Oh, oh I see what you mean. Just the custom Like, game. just because be they fun. put hero limits as an option in the game yeah. doesn't mean that they're like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. you, this, is what you, this is what we're trying to get you to do, hint, hint. It's like... There's other stuff in the game you can play all Torbjorn or you can play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't mean that that's what Blizzard wants for the competitive scene. It just means they're giving it to you as an option of something to do. So I guess that this brings up an interesting discussion, which is, um, you know, the custom game uh, features or the parameters that they give you that, you know, that they allow you to change right now has been, you know, a topic too. Because people people feel like if, if we give event organizers too many options then you know they'll do things like one character limits and, and then that somehow will define what the esport is for overwatch or what the competitive scene or default is for for the overwatch competitive scene um how much of that is is really a concern for you guys like in, in terms of let's just say gosu gamers decides to try something you know just as a, a fun event or a one-off event type of thing or or even you like fish sticks like decide to try something and then and then um esl does something a different week is that a huge concern for you guys that 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 things will start becoming the default format? Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to set a bad precedent this early in the game. Um, when when I we, we did like our little for fun control point exhibition 
uh, right when the beta came back. Right. And some of the pros were talking to me, like PMing me, like, "Hey, are you gonna ban custom skins?" And I'm like, "Ooh, I, I don't want to do that because I don't want to set the precedent that." makes everyone else from now on just ban custom skins automatically if it's not that big of an issue they should be in the game they're, they're badass so um i mean i'm just using that as an example um but i mean i also don't want to say that we shouldn't experiment right like mm-hmm. esl did a test with a tournament with no prize money uh with the one hero limit and i mean i think that's fine um testing it out experimenting i think it's good and then uh, I'm, I'm always kind of looking to the players to define what we should be doing. If the vast, vast, vast majority of players wants to try X, Y, or Z, I'm always going to be open to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can make the argument right now that you know, until Blizzard does come out with some type of you know esport you know structure and that sort of thing, who knows when that will be? I mean, there's nothing that's really official at this point. So, like you said, like fish sticks, maybe it, it, right now it is okay for folks to be trying all kinds of different things and experimenting. No shade. I, I know you're very, very strong on, on not having it be one character. What do you think about that that general concept of just experimentation with formats right now? I think that it's way too early to do something that could be set as a precedent for later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's nothing stopping these teams from not playing those comps. I mean, like yeah. if you're if you have a problem with double Winston, double Lucio, double Reaper, don't play it. Just don't like and or, agree to each other in scrims. Be like, hey, we're not gonna play it. Please don't you play it. Like oh, we're gonna God. write feedback to Blizzard collectively that says this needs to change. Like come up to go with your team and be like, what do we think needs to change about these heroes in order for this to not be the comp that we see all the time? Oh, well, I mean, like, even that, does I don't Winston's think it's like... bubble need to go on a higher cooldown so you can't rotate it as frequently? Like, like even that is like, it just doesn't seem necessary. Like, if you, if you don't like it uh, and you think it's overpowered, just play it and maybe, you know, you'll see why it's very strong and you can find out counters to it. You can find weaknesses to it. Play against it. Uh, it's... Like I said, there's only like a few uh, 21 heroes or whatever in the game, but not even all of them are fully explored like Mei and Junkrat until now. And hey, what do you know? Junkrat is pretty good against it. It's like, it, I don't know, people are just too quick to think that one thing is overpowered just because it works very well uh, against against certain things, uh, against people who haven't played against it very much or tried to figure out a way to counter it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think you like need to get to the extreme of a one hero limit so early on, like I said, maybe later down the line, uh, it can be it can become necessary. But that's only if the balance is off, right? Like only if uh, the the Blizzard doesn't do a good job of balancing the heroes, where people see the need to pick two or three of a certain hero just because it's that good, uh, and there's no way to counter it. But right now, that's not the problem. People and Blizzard's are just been playing. Blizzard has been paying attention to what's going on, like for sure. My Reddit post is proof of that. Jeff Kaplan literally responded in out like a few hours mm-hmm. to what my issue was. Like they're definitely paying attention to feedback. People just need to give it. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. if you if you look at the recent changes, you know, the first one that comes to mind was uh, the nerf to Widowmaker and then the Mercy boost. That was like the the first big OP thing, but in the competitive community size. Then Mass Diva got nerfed. And like all, all these things have been addressed over time. You know, Winston's all got got the nerf a little bit. Um, all all these things that were kind of OP got 
uh, nerfed over time. And actually, we did end up going down the rabbit hole of the discussion of like one hero limit. I want to ask specifically about this comp that we started the discussion about. I want to ask Stoop, do you think that there does need to be any... I mean, obviously, we, we've already covered that people have figured out uh, that there are really good ways of countering this, specifically with Junkrat, potentially also McCree is pretty good at it. Um, but do you think that there's anything about Winston that's anti-fun or needs to be changed? Like one of the common threads I've been seeing is just like the the lightning, the, the electricity gun isn't that fun because it's kind of an auto-aim. Is it too strong? Yeah. Like, what do you think about the comp like in general, given that there have been some counters, do you think it needs to, do you think there needs to be any nerfing or buffing or anything? Winston itself himself is definitely good. Uh, I don't think his lightning gun gun is too strong. It's just too easy, maybe. And it's really not fun to play. Like, think about it. <laughs> Reinhardt and Winston are probably the two strongest tanks of the game, right? And they're just so bland to play a lot of times. Reinhardt's actually not too bad, but Winston is just like. So you just jump in, put a shield down, hold left button in the general direction of the enemy, and yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't feel that I good to play. I think it does a little too that much damage for what it is still, yeah. but yeah. That about sums it up. And the argument against that is just for, I guess, casual players. It is a very friendly character for them. <laughs> But that, I'm just saying, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? Oh, I know. I mean, about I'll, I'll agree with Chris. Like, I think it's a good thing that the game has characters to play that are characters that are easier to play. I think that's good for the yeah, lower Yeah, that's tier. good. But it can't be... It can be easy to play, but it can't be that strong if it's easy to play. You know, like, yeah. there has to be... Like, there has to be, you, you have to at least make it so that you have to be really smart to play that character or something like that, you know. it's But with Winston, it's just, you have a bunch of health, you have a uh, an ultimate that gives you a thousand more health, um, that's it. You know, it's there's not much thinking to it. You just go in, you hold left mouse button, put a shield down, if you're going to die, you press Q, and you don't die. It's like, there's no thought, there's not as much thought process behind it mm-hmm. for how easy it is to play. So, so, so you think, think that you, you should have to aim more? Or just make Winston, like, probably the easiest fix would just be to make it so that you have to aim a little bit more, you know, at least, like, have, like, a 30-degree cone in front of you where it does damage instead of it just doing damage to everything you see, pretty much. uh, Something, you know. Mm -hmm. I like a little less damage on it, too. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm I haven't thought too much about it, but... sat on in one shot as Zenyatta. It's not fun. It's just so... He's so easy. Like... There's so many things that he counters that you don't have to do much to counter them for. You just switch to Winston and jump on them, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Widowmaker can't really do much. Um, Zenyatta literally can't do anything unless he has, you know, a lot of headshots and a Discord orb on you and teammates helping. It's just he counters so many things so easily and he's so easy to play that it's like it's, you can't not play him pretty much. Yeah, it's not proportional. Yeah, I think that's a good, yeah. good assessment there. Okay, guys, well, why don't we take some questions from uh, you guys, the audience. Uh, you can tweet those to the Overview GG, but we might just take some in the Twitch chat, too, given that we don't have any yet on Twitter, but uh, the folks that do tweet will have higher priority. So if you have any questions, go ahead and, uh, I guess, post them in the Twitch chat or, or tweet them, uh, t- again, to the Overview GG. Let me just type it in here, and we'll just take a couple, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. All right, see... If you guys see any too, just just go ahead and read them out. Uh, give them a second. 
so I guess while we're waiting for maybe a couple of them, um, you know, one of the things that we had here too that maybe we can just briefly talk about is just oversaturation events. Stoop, as a player, do you think there are too many events right now? Uh, right now, maybe not, like the last uh, last phase, there were definitely weekends where there was like three or four tournaments that people could participate in. Mm -hmm. And I get it, you know, all these organizations are trying to 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 cash in and you know get their piece of the pie, get the get people interested in their stuff uh, in their events. Um, because the game is new and they're pretty sure that they, the game's going to be big. Um, you know, it's just something that happens. Uh, right now, <laughs> what determines whether or not we play in an event is, A, is there a prize pool? It's, you know, that's not the biggest thing, but probably the biggest thing is, are people going to watch it? You know, is it going to is it gonna be worth putting our time into playing a tournament with a, that has like 50 viewers or something? Um and, you know, it's hard for organizations to make that any better because that's what they're trying to do by having these events all the time. So, I don't know. We we don't think too much about it. We just, like, play Gosu Gamers because it's very consistent. There's a prize pool, and, like, a lot of people watch it. Um, other than that, we don't really play all that many other tournaments. Okay. It's just yeah, I'm, too much. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on this one um, because I've seen... I've been around esports for a long time, and I've been working at Twitch for five years now. So I and and I'm really obsessed with stream viewership. Like I, even before I started working at Twitch, I was already really obsessed with like tracking this and seeing what's big and what's growing and what's contracting. And I've always kind of been against the notion that oversaturation is like inherently bad. Like people point to it as like the reason that starcraft declined in viewership well starcraft wow. never really declined in viewership it, it just kind of plateaued um so i've always kind of been against the general argument that oversaturation is inherently bad that said the worry is will you cheapen um iddqd versus envy mm -hmm. or yeah you know going back to the previous phase of the beta mix up class or sorry not classic uh not enigma and hubris played basically every weekend so it kind of cheapens the the uniqueness the specialness of having these incredible teams playing against each other um a little bit so i, I don't really know where i where i stand here i think in the long run like having lots of tournaments is good because it's going to allow the mid-tier teams also to get some time to shine like Envy is not going to play, and Envy and Mixup are not going to play in every single tournament. Yeah. So it allows some of the mid-tier teams to get more experience, to get more spotlight on them, which I think is great. And I think we will start to see some of the tournaments, um, some bigger tournaments come through. Like right now, the the Ghost of Gamer Weekly prize pools are still very small. Um, as soon as somebody comes with a few thousand dollars in, in a one-off event, that's clearly going to be the more you know, important event. It's going to get all the top teams playing in it. So I don't know. I, I guess I kind of didn't really give a definitive answer at all one way or the other, <laughs> yeah. but it, it's a, it's a difficult and complex issue. I think it's good ultimately that we have a breadth of tournaments to choose from. Uh, but also at the same time, there is the concern of burning the viewers out. They can only I mean, watch the same it, teams play and you know, the so many times. It's, yeah. And the player, that's kind of why I was asking Stoop. Um, but the, the issue I have is just that, you know, we still don't have the users, you know, like it's an eSport, right? The eSports still rely heavily on the game users as the viewer base. And 
you know, with Overwatch, once those betas go out, you know, like in full fledge, then I think I will feel a lot more comfortable with, with just, I guess, the number of events or even events that have like large prize pools. You know, it's great for you guys, Stu, for sure. But from the standpoint of just efficiency, I would hate to, to like to have some organization that's not really into Overwatch and they're just like, oh, let's come into Overwatch and sponsor an event. And then we do the event viewership is like a thousand viewers or something you know like the the total number of viewer count is very very low and have them be turned off by that you know like i don't want to get to that point so it's just like we we just need we just need the the player base and and viewer base to be at a certain point before we we get a little ahead of ourselves and that's the only the only thing i worry about in terms of oversaturation once that's all the users will be there i mean everybody will love overwatch the minute that they get a chance to play it and I'm very, very confident about that. So once that happens, you know, then we can just go, I think, crazy with, with all kinds of things and crazy prize pools. That'll be awesome. Okay, My we biggest concern is just player going. burnout. But player other burnout? than that, yeah. yeah. All the players can play however much they want to, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, there was one weekend, last phase, where uh, Hubers played in three yeah, tournaments, like, that. in a row. And it's yeah. just... Oh, I mean, like never again. you say, you say like the players can choose whether or not they want to play, but like these are competitive like, players. Like you guys are competitive. <laughs> you want to, if there's an opportunity for you to play something like at a high level, you're going to do it no matter what, even if it's like you're tired or, you know. Right. Especially if another top team is playing, you know, exactly. when, when I you never want to give another team an opportunity to step like, yeah. in on your limelight. Exactly. Fair enough. Okay, we got a question Actually, from. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Vision. Oh, well, I was just gonna say there's a great question in chat. Yeah. Okay. I, I've got, okay. Actually, yeah. That that's exactly the one I was gonna ask. Uh, yeah, at, I figured it was the first really good question we got. So. What do you guys think of being really hard counters? And what do you guys think of there being really hard counters in general in an FPS game? Uh, Pyor mentioned that it's weird coming from Quake that there are enemies you literally can't fight. You just have to run. It's pure, by the way. Yeah, oh, is it pure? Oh, <laughs> um, whoop, my bad. <laughs> my bad. That's fine. Yeah, his um, name is usually just pure, but yeah. Uh, it's definitely very different. It's like, obviously, just if you look at Overwatch, it's not going to be for the generic uh, old school FPS player. You know, we saw the, the, the Quake players, like really top, top level, best Quake players in the world uh, try out Overwatch, and it wasn't as easy for them to pick up. You know, it's like, it, it's just Overwatch is just not gonna gonna be that ever. So you have to adapt. Uh, obviously, there are um, uh, there are like counters and stuff to people. It, that's like a more of a, a MOBA element. Uh, Overwatch is definitely more than just an FPS. It's it takes skills from from all kinds of different games like FPS and MOBA. So you have to just learn these skills. Uh, it's just an extra skill cap more than just aiming. Obviously, there are some classes where you don't have to aim at all. Um, it's just different skill st- uh, skills to master. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just it's just in the game, and if you don't like it, you just I don't know, yeah, just don't play it or play a yeah exactly yeah or play a play a, a de- another dead FPS game. <laughs> oh god, dead. Wow. Oh man, that Damn. one hurt. Wow. That one hurt. Right, it's keep, true though. I mean, it, it's, it's a true, different it's game. True. Like that's just what people want. You you can't create just a straight up hardcore FPS game nowadays. And expect people to care. You know, there's just so many of them, and so many people have tried. There's Toxic, Dirty Bomb, Reflex. Uh, you know, UT4 is out and coming out and stuff. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's gonna be the same players who have played those games for the past 15 years in those games, and the skill ceiling is so high for them uh, that they're just gonna 
stomp everyone who any any new player that wants to play those games is just going to be so discouraged to play and there's not going to be a big viewership you know it sucks that the it sucks that uh, like the arena fps scene is kind of dying out and the hardcore fps scene is like non-existent except for csgo uh, in terms of esports but i don't know it's what it is it is what it is you just gotta if you if you want to succeed in the game that isn't csgo right now it's going to be an overwatch and if uh mm-hmm. And you gotta just learn these counters and stuff to, to other heroes. Like, yeah, it's uh it's kind of frustrating that you can't do anything about a Winston jumping on you as a Zenyatta, but that just goes to show how much of a uh, how much teamwork yeah. is uh is important in this game. So, you know, you know, you may not need to learn raw aim skill as much, but teamwork is a definitely a skill that you need to learn for every hero in this game if you wanna play competitively. It's just different skill sets, that's all. Teamwork and strategy. You know, it just requires much more strategy than just pure mechanics. Our Kiri Nitten yeah. asks, any room for non-healer supports? Hard to justify them on a competitive team comp without a big impact somehow. We we talked about this a little bit with the May discussion, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Shay, I'll have you just take this real, like first, and then we'll just all jump in here. I think with how strong Lucio is right now, a utility support could technically work. Um, like... I don't know. I don't know if I would really consider May to be a support. No, I know we've not, but we talked, briefly, we talked but a like, little bit about She is very strong yeah. utility, so I think that, yeah. like I said, there is a spot for her maybe on Koth maps mm-hmm. that people haven't really figured out yet. Um, but yeah, as of right now, if Lucio continues to be the way that he is, there could potentially be room for utility support. But if they change him at all or downgrade his healing or anything like that, then it's probably not going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah, I, I generally agree. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm al- I'm almost a little surprised that we don't have more status affecting abilities, if that makes sense, in the game. You know, uh, I actually don't play MOBAs, so I might be making all of this up, but I'm pretty sure that MOBAs have stuff that's like maybe you build alt fa- like uh, some kind of oh. ability that helps your team build your alt faster, or some kind of ability that like has like a huge AOE and like slows the enemy team. Or makes them like ten percent squishier in a in a range or something like that. Like, I'm kind of surprised we don't have more of that in Overwatch. I'd I'd like to see it honestly. I think a, I think okay. stuff like that's pretty interesting. Yeah, aura type of effects. Okay, Steve, what do you what about you? Um, I don't know. There's just not that many choices when it comes to healers. Uh, I feel like Lucio is good, right? It, he's got heals. But he's used for more than just heals. Like oftentimes his uh, uh, his amp up ability or whatever it's called um, is used to speed boost rather than heal. If you know if you have to use it to heal, then your team is taking too much chip damage, and it's going to be hard for you to initiate the next time because you know your heal boost is down. So there's more than just healing for Lucio. Yeah, it's an entire uh, engage and disengage mechanic behind it too. Pretty pretty much, um, and like. There's just no other really strong single target healers other than Mercy, who isn't really used anymore. I, I don't know. I just think there just needs to be more healers in the game in general. Right now, it's like there's three. Uh, Symmetra is kind of there. Um, build themselves. Some I don't know. There's just it's just not a lot of variety when it comes to support play. You know, maybe. Uh, maybe the best thing is to not even use like all that much healing. Just use a, a Lucio for the engagement utility and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe a uh, May or something instead of a second healer and just say, screw the healing. We'll just 
and kill everyone before it's even required. <laughs> I don't know. Just, who knows? That Some of this be. stuff hasn't been uh, tried out yet. But right now, for medics, uh, it's just it seems really boring for like minstrel who has to play Lucio twenty four seven. Um at least Esper can play something other than Mercy now, but still the fact remains that Lucio's in hundred percent of the games. Um I don't know if they need to really nerf him. I just think they need to buff other medics or, you know, add another one or something. It's just mm. yeah, it's just probably the blandest role right now. I think but- one of the coolest things they could probably do um, like while Overwatch beta was down and I was like racking my brain trying to figure out something to do in the meantime, I spent time playing uh, TF2 like Medic and just trying to get good with the Crusader crossbow as healing. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's something like that in Overwatch would be like not uh, only just really, really fun healing. to play, yeah. but also like really good. Like if you made it really high risk, but, you know, also or not really high risk, but really high reward, but extremely hard to play. So like mm-hmm. an, an aim based healer, a skill based healer would be really fun because there that doesn't exist right now. It's you shift yeah. to Zenyatta orb, you left click the mercy mm-hmm. heal, you exist as Lucio. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, the games I played before uh, a game called Loadout was uh, it's like one of the first quote unquote arena shooters I played. But the the whole thing about that is that they were also healers, right? That you can craft a craft a gun that that heals your teammates, and the whole thing was you had to literally shoot your teammates to heal them. And yeah. so there's FPS skill involved. There's positioning, uh, you know, awareness involved. And I don't know, you know, something like that could be nice instead of just holding left click. I like it. I like general it. direction of a teammate, like you know, it. whatever. Yeah. More skill based stuff is nice. Always nice. Fishsticks, you even mentioned that I mean, when we were talking about it yesterday or the day before that you'd even just like to see, uh, you know, a support that just drops out med kits or drops out some type of, you know, Healing candy, I guess I like to call it. Yeah, I, it's kind of like a, I'm, I'm just fantasizing about basically putting a Wolfenstein right. enemy territory esque medic <laughs> right into the game. <laughs> right. Just take it right from Dirty Bomb or enemy territory. Stick like it in sparks Overwatch. from Dirty Bomb, where she just yeah. drops med yeah. packs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really I mean cool. the med packs and, and defibrillator paddles. I think could be kind of cool in, in Overwatch. I don't know. I'd like to see them be like destructible, though. Like, if you're going to be able to create med packs for your team, I think the enemy should be able to destroy them. them. Yeah, that, that's fair. Right. I think that's very fair. Okay, I don't want to see resing, like, you know, having to <laughs> give that. dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. It's I don't it's see Blizzard ever cool putting another it's like, res mechanic I don't in think the yeah, we have the res mechanic, and they're working on that. And uh, oh, yeah. Rain. <laughs> I, I like Dirty like Bomb. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. For everybody. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just really hard to balance the game around, you know, resing and having to give people and all that stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. Okay, last question here by Yiska. How do we manage to get the best viewership numbers out of our relatively low player base even after launch? Well, the player base won't be low after launch. So mm. uh, I don't think that'll be the issue but i guess maybe pre just during this beta phase is there a way we could get more interest or is it just a lost cause at this point just trying to you know just trying to invite more people to the beta yeah yeah that's the player base right i'm so tired of playing as the same 12 people literally every day like please invite more people to the beta please i mean it's pretty obvious that the our potential viewers are basically tied to our potential player base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, the people watching these tournaments, uh, I would assume at least 
at least a good portion of them are people who are in the game already who are competitive fps players um obviously there has to be some folks who are who are only watching uh these competitions but you know after after you know we've the beta is the closed beta has been out since what like early november something like that um yeah that's a lot of months to watch streams videos tournaments someone who doesn't have the game can only watch I actually didn't You're mean to do only that. Wa- you said only watch, only watch twice now. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. God damn it. Okay. Um, the, you can only watch so much, right? <laughs> you can You're not so even much. trying, man. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm trying to make You're a point You're just purposefully here. doing it. Yeah. So obviously it is tied to the player base, but I do think there's, there's things we can do, such as bigger prize pool, uh, cross-continent mm-hmm. play, um, right now, everything's an open tournament, so I think there's room for exhibition matches to do okay. Maybe not exhibition, but like an invitational or something like that. Um, I think production value still has a long ways to go um, in the game. Like We're just learning how to spectate right now, and I think in an ideal world, you've got to have multiple cameras uh, and, and a producer to make this game like really watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of those things are on the table and probably can and will happen. Uh, before the game comes back but really i mean it's pretty obvious right once once more people are playing the game more people are going to be interested in watching yeah. competitions uh, one thing i'd like to see i will say almost nobody is streaming scrims or matches right now obviously everyone wants to guard their their secrets their strategy how their teams communicate personally on a personal level like i hate this like i want to watch <laughs> high level gameplay all the time if 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 people were streaming matches and scrims on a daily basis i would just never stop watching um these these this high level gameplay and i think it's there's the probably comms. a lot of no team wants yeah, to know the what comms. they talk like Addict. to each other exactly yeah. exactly no one no one wants to reveal that which is but completely understandable very understandable i think yeah. the first people who are like screw it well everything's out in the open we're streaming everything i think they're going to do very very well and actually iddqd is like the first top team that has been streaming a lot of their scrims it's yeah. like the only way i've been seeing envy scrims is watching from like uh taimu or 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 tvx's point of view but yeah i think that's going to have a big impact once people finally do start uh, streaming high level gameplay it's just not really happening right now but that doesn't happen in other esports i mean you don't you don't see scrims being streamed yeah i mean that's maybe well, maybe you're right there's a lot know. more on the line yeah <clears throat> True. I, I mean, mean, comms is way too much to give up. It's yeah, too that's much. A lot. That is a lot. Your team, your enemy team, knowing how you talk to your teammates and just the dynamic Fair of enough. the team is just <laughs> right. like that's too much to give up. You're so hardcore, fish. <laughs> he just wants it. <laughs> I He's am just such an addict here, man. Just can't get enough of it. But uh, oh, that's cool. Definitely cool. Going to that, back to that question. Uh, I think the, these weekly tournaments are, you know, are nice for for everyone to just you know watch every can uh, very consistently every weekend see all these top teams but it can get kind of still um i think if there were some like much bigger like more spread out tournaments where there's a lot more on the line a lot more hype generated around you know who's going to win the big prize pot kind of stuff like that uh that would definitely increase the the viewership you know just to know that there's there's big stuff coming um, I know Blizzard is going to be probably doing their own tournaments too. Uh, maybe not soon, probably after the game releases. But yeah, stuff like that. Uh, bigger tournaments, more spread out, mm-hmm. uh, would definitely inc- increase the viewer the, the viewership, including these the these consistent ones too. They're good, obviously, for consistent viewership. Well, like goes to gamers in ESL. 
Yeah, I mean, going back to the discussion of oversaturation, I think uh, just to articulate thoughts one more time, I think kind of the, one of the problem, the potential roadblocks, the potential problem is it becomes difficult for the community to know which tournament matters and which doesn't. Um, and, and and to Stoop's point, I think as soon as someone does come out with a two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollar prize pool, that is going to be very clearly the the biggest tournament yet. Um, and I, I think that should have a lot of hype behind it. I, I would expect a lot better viewership for a tournament like that. Okay. Well, I think speaking of scrims, yeah. Stoop needs to go. Yeah, I should probably yep, exactly. go. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we should we should uh, wrap up the show. But Stoop, awesome having you on, man. This is a great. Having some good discussions with you. Hope you had fun. Hopefully. Uh, thanks to you guys, and thanks to, to Shade for, I guess, getting me in touch with Chanman. And uh, I guess also for getting us in touch with Hastro to begin with. Maybe that oh, didn't nice. have, wouldn't have happened. Nice. But yeah, big thank you to you. <laughs> and uh, thanks to the rest of you guys for having me and the Overwatch community for you know being awesome people and all the NPS fans and my, my sponsors and all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to practice yeah, the sponsor speech, man. That, man. You're going to have to get there eventually. Oh, I did my best. <laughs> okay. Uh, so why don't we just wrap everybody up? Shade, shout outs? Yeah, thanks yeah. to everybody watching the podcast. And I had a really awesome stream this morning. It was super fun. So thanks to everybody that was there then and is watching now. It was awesome. And yeah, thanks for, stu- for being on the show. Fish? Yeah, uh, I'll echo some of my sentiments from last week. You know, this game is very young. Uh, so every one of you that's supporting the competitive scene in this early stage, we super appreciate it. If you're tuning into tournaments, watching the competitive streams, tuning into the podcasts, there's all, all, I want to give a shout out actually to our competitor podcast, uh, Solid Jake GG, uh, put together a really nice show with Joshi as well that's great and talking about a lot of the same stuff. So keep, keep watching, keep following. Um, yeah, keep supporting the competitive scene. We, more stuff is coming in the future. Sit tight. Uh, can't announce anything yet, but uh, would love to cast and host another tournament for you guys. So working on some stuff on the back end. Um, hopefully we'll be able to announce in the somewhat immediate future. Um, but yeah, just get out on, you know, make sure that you, you get your voice out there on Reddit and on, on social media and just let people know that uh, why why you're interested in the competitive scene. And uh, we'll, we'll keep pr- producing this content for you happily. And I just wrap things up again. Yeah, thanking the three of you guys for doing the show today and all the viewers for coming and checking out the the overview. Uh, the VODs will be on youtube.com slash V shortly after the show. And we'll be doing this weekly. Might switch. We're still trying to nail down just a regular day just because we've been having some, you know, just different things going on with, with the three of us. But I'll let you guys know exactly what day we, we finally land on so that you guys can uh, just prepare and just be ready for the show every week. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be it for the overview this week. So for Stoob, Shade, Fishsticks, and myself, Chamman V, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Everyone.